trust me, we're getting that spot. Probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. You're listening to the Star Wars Sessions with Matt Hudson and Luke Bly. This is where the fun begins. Good morning, afternoon or evening, wherever you are in the galaxy, and welcome to Star Wars Sessions. Come for the Star Wars, stay for the Sessions. My name is Matt Hudson, a.k.a. Jabba the HUD, and joining me in the cockpit of the Essex Falcon is the greatest Star Wars man, fan and buddy out there. And just a heads up, guys, for those playing Battlefront 2... If you do need to take out a walker or vehicle, just use a Blyon cannon. <laughs> He's done it, people. <laughs> He's done it. They're always thinking it only lasts one show in 2020. But no, Master HUD has come through with the pun goods. How on earth are you, Jabba the HUD, you little spicy ledge? Oh, it's Monday again. It's the Monday blues, but we're here to talk Star Wars. So that makes everything better. I've been under the weather this weekend, so if anybody hears... The old throat going at any point. Uh, do forgive me. I am on the men now, but uh, I've had a nasty, rotten cold. But I'm you getting sound over it now. Like a beefcake, though. So you know, that's just the, when, when you get a cold, it makes you it makes your voice a bit deeper. So that's what I think that's what it is. You sound like a geezer. That's you sound it. like a geezer. Grant Mitchell over here. Boot. <laughs> oh, oh, classic. How you doing, mate? In the terms, yeah, no. <laughs> I'm all right, mate. I'm all right. It's it's January, isn't it? You know, it's January. It's dark. I'm going to go see the rise of Skywalker a bit more. I'm letting in the Mandal letting the Mandalorian sink in a little bit. You know, it's, it's a bit spicy. I had a friend Levi come over on the weekend. He has not seen the Mandalorian. He's a Star Wars fan, but he's not figured out a way to um, <coughs> fly to America yeah, and watch it and fly too. back. <coughs> so. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So, um, yeah, I showed him uh, the Mandalorian. We we took a light jet to NYC and watched it. Of course, wink. <laughs> uh, no. But we watched it, and and we watched the first three episodes, and he was thoroughly impressed, mate. So it's been a spicy little spicy little Star Wars day on Saturday. So um, yeah, mate, buzzing, buzzing. But what on earth are we shooting the galactic breeze about this week, Matthias? Well. This week, we're just going to talk about 2020, 2020, what's coming up in the galaxy in 2020. And of course, I mean, what are Star Wars, Disney, Lucasfilm releasing? All the dates and all the releases, by the way, guys, are correct as of recording today, uh, first week of January. So anything changes or if anything's confirmed by the time this comes out, uh, you heard it here first or something like that. Um, so Master Blywork, what have we got coming up in 2020? Mate, we have a load of stuff. What, um, what? We're going to cover a few bases um, this show, I think, right? I think mm-hmm. that's fair to say. Just we're going to be jumping around just a few. We're going to be jumping around all over the place. Um, we got TV shows. We got a new big project coming up that we're going to be talking about that has come out recently. I mean, real recent, real recent. We're going to talk a little bit about books, comics and games, and of course, Star Wars Celebration, which your boy Luke Blywalker might be going to. So, yeah, if anyone didn't know, when we do that noise, that's the horns, (laughs) party horns. There you go, guys. In case you thought we were mentally insane. (laughs) Um, But first of all, Matty boy, I guess um, let's talk about 
the 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 um biggest star wars material on the screen that's coming to us as soon as possible it is the clone wars season seven which of course is coming out in february next month next month yeah, did disney plus dropped uh, a trailer for disney plus content last week or and it had on it releasing 17th of february so everyone's around with that and they've since deleted that so whether it is or not going to be the 17th but I'm mm. I'm doing a I'm going to do a rewatch of the Clone Wars for the Patreon. So I'm basically going to rewatch all the seasons between now and February the seventeenth. Oh, God help me! And then I'm going to just recap. Wait, what you're going to you're going to watch all of it? I'm going to rewatch all of it and do a season by season no, recap. No, no, no. Yeah, unlimited. Yes, I am eighty. So the, so those patrons are going to get that. Um, I've kind of just decided, but I'm looking forward to it. But no, oh, yeah, so on, season mate. seven. I've said before on the show that I was more of a Rebels fan. I think I just preferred the story and the characters and the slightly smaller approach to it. But that being said, I'm still looking forward to Clone Wars Season 7. It's going to be really odd going back to the Clone Wars now that we've had, Mm. obviously, Mando, which is post-Return of the Jedi, the sequel trilogy, and, of course, Clone Wars is well well back in between uh, Episodes 2 and 3. So it's going to be good, I suppose, to go back and see those characters again. And it's going to tie in somewhat to the Mandalorian because we know we're getting a Siege of Mandalore uh, and we're going to get um, some sort of arc with Ahsoka. And I know it's almost heresy to say, but Ahsoka isn't my favourite character. I like her. I, I think I preferred her in Rebels, but she's not my biggest like favourite when it comes to all of the characters out there. So I'm not entirely stoked for those uh, that arc. However, I'm willing to be proven wrong and have it be my favourite arc of the lot. But... Um, I'll be tuning in when it comes out. Are you going to be there opening night in front of your telly? Um, when is the seventeenth? Uh, <laughs> is it on a Friday? I don't know. I reckon a Monday. Let, let me whip up my calendar. I'd ask Alexa, um, but she wouldn't stop. In no, dude. It's uh, you're right. Seventeenth Monday. Seventeenth. Yeah, I'll probably watch it. Star I'll probably watch Monday. it. Like. I'm I'm the same with uh, as yourself, mate. You know, I'm not the biggest fan of the Clone Wars. I I do love I love some of the arcs. Yes, but then there are some arcs that I just find boring. Mm-hmm. Like I can't even lie to you. I I find the D-Squad, Rebels. The yeah, I I find like the Rebels a lot more of a um, consistent an enjoyable show mm-hmm. personally but that's probably because i was the wrong age for clone wars when it came out but they don't get me wrong there's still some amazing moments uh in in the show and of course it's gonna it's gonna be great to see um the return of the characters on on the small screen so to speak um so yeah i'll be there for it of course i'll be there for it i'm only i'm only messing with the guys you know you know luke blywalker he'll be there with a six-pack ready for when it starts <laughs> <laughs> I haven't even got a beer, man. I haven't got a beer for tonight. I'm I'm on the water. I have got I've got a half goblin in the fridge, but of course I haven't been able oh. to touch it because um, last time I had like the slightest semblance of illness, little cold. I um I had a beer in the evening, and after the next two days, I felt absolutely terrible just because I don't know why. But so I'm not having any beer whilst I'm uh whilst I'm recovering. So I've literally got whilst, whilst you're sessioning. Whilst I'm sessioning, yes. I've just had a lemon sip and I've got a pint of water, so I'm f- fine. But for the Clone Wars, I'm actually looking forward to going back and revisiting the series. Um, hopefully I can do it. I'm sure I can. Just to see, because my I haven't seen the Clone Wars since I watched all of Rebels. Um, so I'm looking forward to going back and seeing what I think of it now. 
with a greater appreciation mm. of canon and and all that good stuff. So maybe I'll maybe I'll really dig it this time. I really I actually enjoyed the Clone Wars the first time, but yeah, like you say, there were a few arcs which were a bit meddling and just a, a bit, bit naff. Yeah, so I'm looking forward to seeing mm. if the good if the good bits are as good as I remember and if the bad bits are a little bit more tolerable. But yeah, I'm excited for the Clone Wars, but uh, not as much as for some of the other things coming this year. No, that's that's true, man. And we we got some we got loads of spice coming this year. But to, the truth is, mate, we, this is the first time in like five years, or is it five years? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's it's just, five years. We we have entered in to a year, and there isn't a Star Wars film coming out. Let that sink in, you know. And and, and the journey it. to the rise of Skywalker, you know, that felt quite long, mm-hmm. you know. But our film. Our last Star Wars film before uh, Skywalker was Solo, yes. but that was released in May, stupidly. Um, a good topic for another time. <laughs> uh, <laughs> now we've covered that to death. I swear we've covered that to death. Um, but no, seriously, uh, I think the highlight of this year is going to be The Mandalorian Season 2, which obviously was just confirmed by Jon Favreau himself on social media that season two is going to be released in autumn or fall as the americans say 2020 this year now we know the mandalorian's already been shooting um we we know that we've had pictures from the set um but what do you think mate boy is this good are you looking forward to it i can't wait i mean i i'm just not pleased i've got to wait 11 months to see the mando again to see baby yoda again to see grief to see dune All my all my buddies oh. back again. It's going to be a long old wait. It's it almost it's almost going to feel like the lead up to a a movie because um, we're going to get it every week, obviously. So for what eight weeks, best part of two months, we're going to have a weekly dose of Star Wars at the end of the year. So it's kind of going to be like replacing the the buzz for a movie. But mate, I can't yeah. wait. And um, yeah, like we mentioned last week, John Favreau dropped a picture of a Gamorrean saying, you know, season two coming soon. And I've been reading, and uh, I mentioned I'd seen a, I think it's on Deadline, reported that characters from the Skywalker saga will be appearing. And again, that could be anyone. It will, uh, I'm almost 100% certain it won't be any of the major characters, but I, I read a kind of 10 characters who could appear. So to you, mate, any characters from the OT, do you re- who do you reckon could possibly appear in Mando season two? Do you know what, mate? I am thinking... It's more likely, I, I think the Mandalorian, as as we go on, is going to be more focused on the sequel trilogy. Really? Um, but I was saying, I think, did I say this to you in private or to someone? Um, I have a sneaky suspicion we're going to get a cheeky little Luke Skywalker appearance at some point. Uh, I don't think you said it to me. Ah. Uh. Well, there we go, man. That's what answers your question then. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if we get Leia or I, I'm thinking Mark Hamill. I'm thinking, you know, um, the scene in episode nine, the amazing training scene with Luke and Leia. Um, and obviously they've been de-aged. Yeah, sorry, spoiler, <laughs> but come on. Surely you've seen yeah, episode you've nine. you've seen it by now if you're listening to this show. Surely, surely. Um yeah, that's the training scene there. But obviously Mark Hamill was involved in that somehow. I mean, I'm guessing. And that's probably why Mark Hamill's face looks so much better than Leia's face mm-hmm. in that scene. Mark Hamill's face looks ridiculously good in that scene. 
It looks crazy good, doesn't it? It looks crazy good. Crazy. Yeah, crazy. Um, so, yeah, I, I think that it will... T- and, and the reason I say that is because Baby Yoda potentially being a force sent well we know he's a force sensitive maybe being um taken to the jedi i feel like that's kind of explained in in the uh final episode of the mandalorian of this season's mandalorian i don't see dude how you know there can't be you know a jedi from the sequel trilogy era a jedi master to take in a potential little baby yoda to train him and you know who else is that going to be it's going to be one of the skywalker siblings right yeah, well, if it's Luke Skywalker, that means that Baby Yoda may have been at the temple when it burnt down, which doesn't bear thinking. Mm. Then he won't be quite so oh. baby then. Oh, dude, Baby Yoda, but like Kentucky Fried Baby Yoda. <laughs> Your rotisserie no Yoda, good. yummy. Sorry, guys. I was going to say that in reverse, like Yoda. I should have just done it. I should have <clears> just done it in reverse. <clears throat> I can't <throat> even do it. I mean, my, my I doesn't talk like that. Yeah, but- Baby Yoda, you you watch. He's going to say his first words. He's going to be like, yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, it'll sound like it's in the Bronx Baby or something. Yeah, New, New York yeah. accent. Hey, 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 New Mando, York. hey. That's Italian. Yeah, they're going to but- love it. And Mando's going to just be like, oh, flipping egg. Who's this? <laughs> Who's this? Who's this little cretin? It'd be like Scooby-Doo and Scrappy. One of them just makes odd noises and Scrappy's like a little New Yorker. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it could work. Mm. It could work. It could work, um, but yeah, man. Yeah. What, what about you, mate? What what OG <sighs> characters are going to turn up in Mando? Uh, I other than obviously people say Boba Fett or Boba Fett, whatever you call him. That's your most likely if you really want to push it out. Uh, uh, Bo Katan. People have said obviously for for the whole dark saber thing. Spoilers. Um, I don't know the Falcon. Maybe in the background. Would that count? A f- the Falcon. Yeah, the Falcon could just turn yeah, up. Yeah, dude, that counts. Um, of course that counts. I don't know. Um, I think yeah. like maybe some of the bounty hunt. Maybe like, um, what's that dude called? Uh, Bosk or something. Like the bounty hunters from Empire. Mm, yeah, so like Dengar or... Definitely, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe that that's that would be a good shout. I mean, we still got to know who the dude was in... Um, which chapter was it? Uh, chapter five. Five. The yes. like retro episode, the, yeah. the fanboy episode. <laughs> that one. Oh, classic! Yeah, we still got to know who who that is at the end. Like that's that's thrown me off because, like we said in the last show, we thought that was Gideon. Mm. It could still be Gideon, but now I'm thinking, nah, no, nah. It's, like, it's like the one thing of the whole season that they didn't tie up was that. Literally, the only mm. question was, well, other than where did the dark saber come from? But who the hell was that at the end of five? In the episode that I wouldn't say most people didn't enjoy the most, but a lot of people didn't seem to put that top of their list. But that episode's given us the one main question so far. Mm, Yeah, I'm I'm still not sure on that one. If any of our listeners have any ideas on that, send us a naughty little voicemail or message or email, whatever you're comfortable with, send it to us on socials or to our email address, which is of course at the end of the show. Yes, Um, indeed. But yeah, 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 yeah. No, let us know. Let us know. Yeah, but Mando is, uh, for most people, probably going to be the most anticipated, um, already confirmed release of 2020. And mate, I can't wait. The season one, as we said last week, was, was so good. It was worth the wait. It was probably better than I thought it was going to be because I wasn't sure what to expect. But like some of the moments in it were incredible. They've already given us so many catchphrases and cool characters already. So 
I, I don't know how long it's going to go on for. I'd like to see another season or two come out of it, but I, I wouldn't. I would hate to try and double uh, double double guess John Favreau. So hopefully we get a good few seasons out of this. But as long as it remains as good as season one, sign me up, mate. Yeah, mate, I'm so with you. If if I had to describe Mandalorian season one in 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 two words, Matty boy, oh. it's gonna be you know what it is. Go, go on, go on, do it, do it. It's gonna be hot and spicy. No, well, yes, of oh, course, it's gonna well, be I hot know and what spicy. Words they are. One begins with S, and one begins with G. Go on, mate. So good. So yes. good. So good. How did I? How did I not know that? Oh, mate, mate. Dandelorian knows it. all. Mate, Dandelorian does know all. Coursey knows all. He's a king. Yeah, <laughs> like you said, I think quality is the key here. And of course, leading up to season two, we're going to be doing so many shows, so many episodes on on what's going to go down in season two of the Mandalorian. So of course, people stay tuned. Yep. We've also got resistance. Season two is going to conclude this year. I know you're a massive fan and you tune into every episode of that. Yeah. I love me <laughs> resistance. Yeah, Dude. I, I like been watching it either. Again, like it's one of those things that I watch and I don't sit there and like hate it or anything, but I don't, it's, it's like, it's a hard one to describe. To put it simply, it's like I'm not enjoying myself. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's all right. It's all right. You know, maybe, maybe I'm being unfair about it, but it just seems like the magic that Rebels had and the magic Mm. that Rebels, you know, it just kept me interested. Whereas Resistance just doesn't seem to have that charm. And I haven't, you know, to, to be quite frank, I haven't put enough um, thought or energy or time into figuring out why I feel exactly like that. So, but yeah, it's season two is coming. And I know, I do know it does have a fan base. I don't think mm. it's quite as big as Clone Wars or Rebels. Um, but yeah, that's coming. And uh yeah, in fact, it's playing right now, isn't it? There was like an episode the other day with the red guy with like the... Oh, the um, bounty hunter waves. Too, Yes. The dude with like the red fa- waves coming out of his face. Oh, I know who you mean. Sidon or Sidon or Thano. Yes, I know who you mean. Yes, that gangster. No, I think he's in an episode. I was like, okay. Okay, so that looks good. The Force Awakens and the Rise of Skywalker he showed up in as well. Did he? He was in, in the, Tross. He's in the bar. Yeah, he's in the bar. I think. Oh, but he's nice. I know he was. I know he was. He was. I think he was on Ajahn Cross at the end when they were all celebrating. Oh, so he ended up joining the resistance. Yes, I believe that's oh, right. Yeah, that's I pretty. I read the dictionary and obviously didn't pay that much attention <laughs> to his character anyway. But, um, oh yeah, how is the visual di- dictionary? I know you were enjoying it last week. But... Oh, it's like a spot, a lovely seasoning on a jacket potato, as Luke would say. Oh, filth. So you know, what I mean. you know what it is. Um, no, I, I've just dropped again, sort of shameless plug, but the jibber jabber of Jabber the Hud Patreon episode dropped today, where um, it's me going, ha- having gone through the visual dictionary like three times. I pulled out all the fun things that I I learned and all the cool like story defining moments, so just like interesting little tidbits uh, which I found in there. And it's really good. I I really enjoyed it, mate. So it's, it's the best one of the lot, I think, properly so far. Oh, nice. uh, but it does also it does also kind of uh, tie up a lot of story threads which the film didn't. Um, 
but I have I did it wasn't it certainly wasn't a bashing session for the movie but it's up there now for every tier on the Patreon we'll give those details later on but Leonard Vidra Dictionary is awesome but um, sorry broski sorry broski yeah, I was sorry. just going to say did you see the um, there was a post on Instagram explaining that the visual dictionary for The Force Awakens and The Last Jedi is like a certain size it's like they're like the same they're, they're the exact same size right and then the rise of skywalker one is like shorter it's like a, it's like a different size i thought that was jokes i saw that on the old tweets today and it's still <laughs> still wars were saying about it but then um, yeah, the european it. version is the same size oh, they all no just, way. The so us guys we might not go disney plus but we if you've got ocd <laughs> we win because yeah. we get the same size ones yeah, we're having a good time. Yeah, we're partying with the dictionary. I also oh. mentioned that like, the, the thickness of it is almost the same <laughs> size as the Force Awakens and the Last Jedi combined. That's how much they had to fill in. Wow. Yeah, I, mean, I don't even there. know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but wow, okay. Uh, it's not. It's, it, it's not a saga breaking thing. That's for sure. But uh, sure. when we when it, when, uh, when we when we meet up to sync one. Uh, I'll bring it along. You can borrow it, mate. Think one. <laughs> yes, <laughs> mate. That is not anything else. Yeah. Obliterate. But yeah, that's pretty much resistance rounded up. I think. Sadly, I, I am not. I am not really the connoisseur of resistance, the TV show. Sadly, um, but once Disney Plus rolls around, you know, I'll probably give it another go. You know, I but don't want to be yeah. too harsh, and I don't feel like I have given it a good enough. Um, go. I, I don't really have the platform to watch it on anything. I do have Sky, but Sky's mm. like playback ca- capability. It isn't great. It's not like Now TV, which is like a separate mm. product. So, yeah, 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 once Disney Plus rolls around, yeah, you never know. Yeah, well, I stuck by season one and kind of persevered with it, and I tr- and I went on to season two and I watched the first couple of episodes. But since then, I ha- I've dropped off. Uh, it, it, like you said, it's not something you watch and think, "Well, this is awful." It's enjoyable enough, but it's nothing. Mm. It doesn't feel vital to me. It doesn't feel gripping. And, and I know we may not be the the, the demographic for the show, but you know we're sure. still fans. There's, there's still things in there I enjoy. But I, yeah, I'd probably wait until every episode was available, and then I'd kind of dip in a little bit more. But yeah, it's, for me, it's like coming home from a long day at work and realizing all you've got in the fridge is like a cottage pies. But like, oh. <laughs> uh, I'll, get, I'll get takeout instead. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. What are we talking about? Are we talking about a homemade cottage pie, or oh. are we talking about one of those like naff? Like, I'm, you yeah. know, I'm not judging anyone who eats this, but are we talking like a cheap, a cheap ting from Aldi or something? Yeah, or, <laughs> basically, right. yeah. Because okay. uh, this one, or like one of the basics range or something. Yes, from, yeah, from Aldi basics. Yeah, yeah. I mean, again, I'm not a massive fan of just like meat and potatoes anyway, but um, unless it's Do done well with some dude. of your seasoning on it, your almanac, uh, what's it called? Aromat. Aromat, not almanac. <laughs> Aromat is the bomb. It's, people, Google Aromat. Look up Aromat. It is so good. Other seasonings are available. Yeah, <laughs> that, um, yeah obviously. You got a shout out on the Jibber Jabber show this this week, uh, Aramat as well. So thanks. No way, mate. did it? Yeah, it oh, did. Guy. Do you know what? Just so you guys on our socials, I'm going to upload a picture of my wife's. Uh, I t- I shouldn't say it's just my wife's. Our um, <laughs> spice cabinet, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, she uses way more. I'll I'll upload a picture. You guys will be like, wow, that many, yeah, that many. 
and we regularly use them. That's the crazy. No one's really. gonna be surprised that the Bly the Bly household is full of spice. No one's gonna be surprised. No, no one. And and listen, dude, we we've been chatting about spice. You know who else is spicy? I could list a hell of a lot of people off, but go on, mate. Tom Hanks. Yeah. Tom Hanks. Yeah. And, and and talking to Tom Hanks, I watched The Terminal for the first time last night. Oh, yeah. I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. It's a good film. Good film. It's not, not often Tom Hanks does a bad film, and even in a bad film, he's usually the best part of it. So, But but in that, it's only a young Cassian Andor, isn't it? Yes. Well, a young Diego Luna. I couldn't believe my eyes. I was like, is that? Is, no. Is that? No. My yep. boy. Cassian. No, feel like a hundred. Oh, what a gangster. What an absolute gangster. Yeah. Um, Cassian and Kenobi series. They're filming this year, people. This year. Matty boy, on a scale of one to ten, how excited are you? Kenobi, off the chart. But then we've been like that for the whole time. And for Cassian... Mm-hmm. I've got, I know my, my hype levels or excitement levels are slightly more than yours. At the minute, for Cassian, uh, from what we know about the story and the casting calls, uh, I was going to say seven out of ten, maybe. What about yourself? Did you say seven out of ten? Yeah, seven. Keep it um, conservative. Sorry, I'm having a biscuit. I only popped my <laughs> microphone on <laughs> on mute and I was like Caught him okay, shoving a chocolate digestive. <laughs> um <laughs> Cassium. Um yeah. I'm not that buzzed for it, mate. I don't really get no. why we need it. It's like there the solo argument. thing. Like solo, great film, really fun, not not a lot wrong with it, to be honest. But on the on the lead up to the rise of Skywalker, we we could we could literally go without seeing it, and it would not <laughs> yeah. affect anything. It would not no, affect right. anything. And maybe you could argue that about the Mandalorian, but the Mandalorian is doing it so beautifully, and mm-hmm. and it's and it's um in 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 a period of time that's not being explored. It's completely new characters, and we don't know how they're going to link the Mandalorian to the sequel trilogy. So it could be, I, I have a feeling it's going to end up being really important. But yeah, the Cassian stuff just seems a bit like, it feels like the solo of the Disney Plus announcements. Is it just me? Or? Um, it does, because even when it, I remember going, going online and seeing that the news had dropped, I was like, Cassian? But mm-hmm. I'm, the reason mm-hmm. I'm excited is because it's the early stage of the rebellion, so we're going to see the spies and the saboteurs and all that, whatever he uh, he calls them in Rogue One, how the rebellion operated with literally no funding, with uh, completely undercover. So I'm looking forward to that, like the kind of spy element of it. Plus, Alan Tudyk's coming back as K2SO. Yeah, that's good. That's cool. And they that's they cool. are going to delve into a younger Cassian, which not particularly... Well, again, I'm not particularly bothered by a younger Cassian, but that may actually be the best part of the series, because that really will be. Because a younger Cassian will be... Uh, I don't know if it'll be Clone Wars or just after, but because remember he said he was in this fight since he was six years old. And in the Rogue One novel, his parents were confirmed as separatists, so they were fighting against the Republic. So we might get some of that side of it, but uh, on the on the face of it, when you look at it as just a Cassian Andor series, you do kind of think, what's the point? But I suppose you um, we mentioned this yeah. in our in our uh, show, the Obi Wan for us show. We could also look at it. 
as Kenobi, they were all excited for it, but we could be thinking, what's the point? Because, I mean, really, he's not really much he can do. I think we're just more excited because it's Ewan McGregor coming back as Obi-Wan. So I'll ask the same question to you of Kenobi. Is that a show we really need? Even though even though we, we can't wait, but is it a show we need? Hmm. That's a very good question. Technically, I would... I hate to say it, but probably probably not. Probably not. Probably not. But that is the job of the show to prove otherwise. Spot right? on. And we have to we have to give that we have to think like that as Star Wars fans. Um you know, because otherwise if if it if it is pointless and if it does kind of suck, um, you know <laughs> that's how it is. That's how it is. But you know, you should never you you know, you should never um cloud cloud your opinion on this sort of things but i really do believe in being open-minded open-minded so you know would a obi-wan series be in in the production if star wars wasn't owned by disney probably not um but then again you know lucasfilm wasn't exactly a company on top of everything um before it was owned by disney you know it needed that new trilogy to for, for effectively those people to like keep their jobs yeah. Lucasfilm to be an operating business um and you know sadly you know whether we like it or not and I'm actually I shouldn't necessarily even use the word sadly um but whether we like it or not that is how this world works so wow I've gone really deep over a <laughs> I'm excited for Obi-Wan the 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 short answer is yeah I'm, I'm well excited for it but I am cautiously optimistic about this deborah chow directing the whole series i mean that's gonna be good right that's gonna be good she's the standout gal from the mandalorian apart from gina carano she deborah chow was an excellent director from what we saw in the mandalorian so yep looking forward to it yeah Yeah. and it's filming in pinewood which is again not far Mm. from here so uh anyone from pinewood is listening Lassin. So yeah, I, Cassian and Kenobi should be, are going to begin filming, so I doubt we're going to see those in 2020. But uh, we've also got big rumours that have been dropping online in the last few days. Big rumours that we're going to get a follow-up to Star Wars Rebels, which is going to be announced well, imminently, apparently this month, and it'll Ooh. be released by the end of 2020. And that's going that's to follow... Mad. I know, apparently it's going to follow Ahsoka and Sabine as they go looking for Ezra, I assume. But uh, apparently it's, it's in the works because we know that there's at least two animated series in the works. But it was the timing of it that it's going to be announced this month and then released mm. in well, by the end of 2020. So again, to you, mate, you're hearing these rumours and we've got to say for those out there who haven't heard it or are on the train, nothing's been confirmed as of today and as of this recording. Nothing's confirmed. It's just like extremely wishful thinking, which may come true, but you hear this. If this is announced nah, tomorrow, today, uh, mm. like the follow-up to Rebels, is this the kind of animated series you want? Um, Yes and no, because I think one of the attractions to Star Wars Rebels is that it's quite grounded and it feels quite oh. realistic. The scenery looks very uh, Macquarie-esque. Yep. Um, and the stories just feel, they kind of feel small world, like it's a small gang together going on adventures, you know, every week. And that feels really cool. So my worry is that 
with this new series, if they were to make it, um, with Ahsoka Sabine looking for Ezra, you know, doing the whole, you know, what's they call it? Um, not time, God. not time travel, world between worlds sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I just feel like that gets a bit too weird, and I'm not sure if I want that Star Wars mythology to go down that route with a dedicated season. I don't know. I don't know. I'd, I'd be, I would actually be quite skeptical about that. But equally, they need to answer those questions that Rebels left. So that's what I'm thinking. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, we need to know where Ezra is. Thrawn, you can stay where you are. We need to know where Ezra Bridge is gone. Yeah, um, mm. it could, it could go one of a few ways. It could, like, for the law, it could have them investigating different planets. So we get to see. Again, different planets, different species, different aliens and creatures and all that, which could be pretty cool. But I guess, uh, same as everything, it comes down to the magic word of execution. You know, how how many episodes per series? How long is it going to be? Like, Is it going to be like a four-season run of them looking for Ezra? Because that could become... I don't, the idea of something being spread out for that long just to look for one person in short form, like 20 minute episodes. I don't know. I don't know how long I would be able to be on board with that with. And I know that sound, that may sound odd, but if you've got four series at like 15 episodes per, uh, per series, which are what? 60 episodes to, to find somebody. I mean, that's a long old time, but again, I liked the character of Sabine. I liked the character of Ahsoka in rebels. Um, even though she's no Jedi and somehow survived the OT in the world between worlds, which come on, Filoni, give it up. But um, I don't know. If it was announced tomorrow, I'd, I'd be I'd be more than happy to watch it. Yeah, not like I'm a gatekeeper of fandom, God forbid. But I'd be excited to watch it still because same with Cassian, Kenobi, this even Resistance and that. I'm always happy to check out whatever's got the Star Wars brand on it. I guess that makes me a fanboy. But. Um, I'd Mate, be excited for the possibility of where they could go, but uh, I I don't know what I'd want from an animated series. So I'd like to see something set in the sequel tr- trilogy era, but after the rise of Skywalker. But I know they're not going to go that way just yet. Yeah, um, let's see, mate. Let's see. Hopefully, it doesn't get too weird. That's my only request. If it was grounded like the other seasons, sign me up to some naughty rebel action now. Before we go on to our main topic, I need to use the toilet. So let's hear a spicy <laughs> hot beat from none other than Danny Boy. The best podcast you've ever heard. Star Wars sessions on the mic is quite absurd. Got a Patreon now with lots of tears. From two dollars a month is all it is. Best podcast. Hello there. Best podcast. Best podcast. Roger, Roger. Podcast. That's right, people. From as little as $2 a month for less than a cup of coffee at a coffee shop, you can listen to amazing content, extra shows from both Matt and I, and a cheeky podcast. Honestly, this is the deal of the century. Nice, spicy, tidy. Patreon.com forward slash Star Wars Sessions. 
the best podcast you've ever heard. Star Wars sessions on the mic is quite absurd. Got a Patreon now with lots of tears. From two dollars a month is all it is. Best podcast. Best podcast. Best podcast. Best podcast. Best podcast. Thank you, Dan, again. Um, so moving on now. Uh, coming out 2020. Project Luminous. It, the project itself has been confirmed for quite a while now, um, but full details are coming. However, uh, our friend uh, Jason Ward, a uh, friend of the show over there at makingstarwars.net, drops a huge old rumour uh, over the weekend that the currently mysterious Project Luminous is going to tie into a series of movies. Now, he said it wasn't a trilogy. It, it was just a series of movies, which I quite like the idea of. Um, set mm. around 400 years before the Skywalker saga in a time period known as the High Republic, which sounds awesome. So we've got Darth Bane's rule of two has already been established. There's going to be a younger Jedi called Yoda running around. So he was 900 years old in, M- in Return of the Jedi and Empire. So he'd be 500 years old here. So he's probably like sporting a goatee. Apparently, it's going to follow <laughs> Jedi as they go exploring the unknown regions and the outer regions, which sounds um, pretty cool. So when I first heard this, I thought, yes, yes, and yes, because it's 400 years before the Skywalker saga, so we're not going to be bumping into any any canon issues. We don't have to worry about, oh, that ship shouldn't have been around, or that, that that never happened in the OT because this, 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 and this. It will be a completely new canvas, and it's not set in the Old Republic, which I know a lot of fans hold dear. So they haven't got to quite navigate that quite yet, but they can set up the Old Republic in the High Republic. And again, one more time, asterisk, none of this has been confirmed. It, you know, it's getting a lot of traction, not been confirmed, but I was, not going to lie, dead excited by the news when I read it because it just sounds fresh. It sounds new. Mm. It sounds different. So are you going to, are you on the same page for me or are you, or are you thinking? <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I'm. I'm. I'm somewhere in between. I like. I like the idea that it's not a trilogy. Actually, to to be honest, um, yeah, yeah. I think nowadays with the way films are made, that actually might suit um, the storytelling uh, better. Um, first and foremost, I hope if they're going to do this, they got a story figured out <laughs> from the start. Yes. Um, you know, they need someone writing and pulling the strings on this from, from you know, a uh, Phantom Menace kind of perspective. Do you know what I mean? Like you've got yeah. someone in the background pulling all the strings, right? And um, that's something that the sequel trilogy obviously lacked. It lacked yeah. that that sort of vision. Uh, so hopefully, if they got that sorted out, then yeah, I'm down for for pretty much anything. Um, but I'll tell you this, mate. The the only gripe I have is that it is a prequel, and I always think prequels are a little dangerous because although you're saying that things can't be limited from a certain point of view, huh. you know. On the other hand, they can because you can't. You can effectively not do anything that new with with a series like with this because it all has to be relatively familiar. Because let's say, for example, new force abilities or new, I don't know, new technology or anything, it can't be that new, quote unquote, because it's set in the past. 
Um, does that make sense? And I know that was a criticism of the prequels at the time, you know, that, that stuff looked newer than when they did in the original trilogy. And I know George had his, his reasons to say that. But at the end of the day, it's a little jarring because it doesn't quite feel as, as linear as it should. Um, nevertheless, nevertheless, I'm always game for some naughty little Star Wars content. You know me, mate, boy. You know right. me. I know you. I guess if it's Jedi in the unknown regions or the outer regions... I guess, again, that's a bit more of a sandpit to play in because they're not going to be in places True. we've seen. So they can be a little more unfamiliar. But I get what you mean about the aesthetic. Surely they mm. can't have um, the same ships that we have because you can't have a TIE fighter prototype. So you'd have to surely have new ships. Gen- Force abilities, uh, I guess with the, the trilogy, or sorry, the series hasn't even been announced yet. And we're already, we're already making up, I'm already making up... Um, excuses i guess for force <laughs> abilities you could say that by the time of the ot all the jedi have been wiped out apart from a few in order 66 so the knowledge of those abilities can go i guess as long as, as long as they don't go too too wild too kind of um galen star killer and just have like mm. mat- like people pulling things out of the sky and all that too much i know they saw yes. that in the rise of skywalker and vader's done it in the comic but you know vader's a different beast completely it's darth vader isn't it um so I think they've got a little bit more wiggle room than if they set it a hundred years before the Skywalker saga, uh, because I think then you are too, uh, you're, you're getting a lot closer to the aesthetic we know. But I suppose if it's in those outer reaches, you can show different environments and different technology that we haven't seen because it's not an, it's not a uh, location that we've gone back to. I guess would be what we could say. But I agree, they need to have somebody on board who says right we're having a series of films director abc can do whatever hell you want however in this film this has to happen in this mm. film it's got to happen and it's all got to lead to this in the final mm. film as long as you hit those beats you can do what you want yeah yeah but you yeah. have to hit I'm those story that. beats yeah I'm here for that I'm otherwise for we that. get disjointed and messy storytelling um yeah but the whole project itself is meant to tie together. We're meant to be getting the project's meant to be interconnected. We're meant to be getting a video game next year. I mean, we haven't had anything announced, so they'd have to bash that one out fairly quickly. The comics and the novels, they have been confirmed. We don't know what they are yet, but the actual series has been confirmed. And we're getting authors like Caman Scott, Claudia Gray, Daniel Jose Older, Charles Saul, and Justina Island, who are going to be uh, writing these and it's a it's a uh, relationship between marvel Daryl ray uh lucasfilm disney publishing idw so that's already been confirmed that we're going to get a interconnect- interconnecting set of comics and books now what jason ward was saying was that the films are actually going to be kind of like the the lead off it's all going to tie together and the films are going to be a big part of that so i guess knowing that if that was to be the case Project Luminous suddenly sounds very, very exciting that we that we'd then get an entire uh, catalog of projects of little projects which tie together because we kind of got that with the new canon, but they were beholden to the Skywalker saga, the six films that came before. With this Project Luminous, they could have books, video games, uh, comic books, movies that all tie together seamlessly if it's done perfectly, and that excites me. Mm. Yeah, it's, it sounds very promising. 
it sounds very promising and it sounds like they're kind of going down the mcu kind of route um which you know i think is a good thing because the mcu has been orchestrated beautifully um it doesn't matter what your opinions on the films are you know the way it has been um designed is incredibly impressive and that is something to strive for for any sort of ip like star wars like dc you know any any big blockbuster saga ip should be aiming uh for that kind of big storytelling that's cohesive it doesn't necessarily have to be 22 films or 11 films or even six films right it could be any amount of films um but as long as you don't take the mick (laughs) um (laughs) 70 films later right right and um yeah i i i want to wait and see what else comes out of the woodwork with this i'm 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 intrigued I am intrigued. I just can't help but feel that if I was a writer, director, storyteller, that a prequel would always feel limiting. It would always feel like, well, it's like, again, I mate, hate to say it, but with Solo, right? We know he's going to live. Yeah. We know Solo's going to live because, you know, like we know the Jedi are going to survive. They're not going to be, you know, the um, heroes that we know. Um, or not even no, they're not meant to be. They're not going to be the heroes that they're meant to be, um, and that's kind of hold the whole point of the prequels. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I am skeptical, but let's see where this goes. I like I said, dude. I'm always going to eat up all that Star Wars spice. You know me, yes, mate. mate. So yeah, yeah. And again, none of that has been confirmed. The books and the comic series. They have been confirmed, but we don't know the subject or the topic or the names or anything. We just know the authors. And that list of authors is enough to get me excited. Cav- Claudia Gray is my favourite Star Wars writer out there. Obviously, Lost Stars, Bloodline. Um, Charles Saul, who's ripping up the comic books. He's still, obviously, you know, Charles Saul, the Marvel yeah, Star Wars yeah, line, yeah, Darth yeah. Vader, Poe. Um, Cavan Scott, who did Dooku, Jedi, Lost. Daniel Jose Older did Last Shot, which I didn't mind. Lots of people didn't like and i'm basing that on our show last year where lots of you said that was your worst book and justina Ireland, who's done a couple of short stories as well so it, the talent is there to write mm. good stories and write great characters so in terms of the written form mate i've got no doubt that whatever we get is going to be pure lobster beast mate but uh the video <laughs> game no idea about the video game but after jedi fallen order i'd oh, love that I, I saw yeah. one person say I've seen somebody, a couple of people say, what happens, it could be a continuation because obviously it's Jedi colon Fallen Order. We could have another game under like the Jedi colon uh, umbrella, but let's call it something else. So maybe mm-hmm. this could be part mm-hmm. of it, but I'd I love to see that. another video game, mate. Uh, yeah, soon, me too, mate. I also me want too. to follow up the Fallen Order as well. Yeah, me, t- me too, mate. Me too. And I think I think it's on its way. And I think, yeah, if they focus on some good games, that's, that's always good news, you know? I've been playing um, Star Wars Battlefront 2 again. That has yeah. had a resurgence. They keep yes, updating that. And it's just, it, it really has. I'm not just saying this as a Star Wars fan. It really has become an excellent game to play in it. I thoroughly enjoy it. And I find myself playing it maybe once a week or once every two weeks and having a real good sesh on it. Um, but like you said, you've mentioned some authors. We've got some books coming out this year, right? We do indeed. My fa- One of my favourite parts of the whole Star Wars is the books. Yeah, of course, man. You love the books, didn't you? And you love meeting up with me, either at the pub or at Costa. 
or whatever <laughs> and telling me all about them. Uh, well, <laughs> so we got, that's it. On, on the 5th of May 2020 this year, we have two books coming out. Um, the first book of Thrawn Ascendancy Trilogy drops, Chaos Rising, which is, of course, by none other than Timothy Zorn. Um, and on the same day, a prequel to Queen Shadow is released. This one's going to be called Queen's Peril by E.K. Johnston. Uh, and then finally, on the 23rd of June, we got a cheeky little follow-up to Alphabet Squadron and... That is called Shadowfall by Alexander Freed. So, Matty Boy, out of those, if you had to pick one, which one are you looking forward to the most? I have a sneaky suspicion I know which one, but go on. Cool. Uh, which one do you think? I think it's going to be the Thrawn one. No, mine would be Shadowfall. No! Yeah, the Thrawn really? trilogy. Yeah, the new one. Uh, I didn't mind them. I mean, the first Thrawn book in the new canon we got was, I, I enjoyed it. Thrawn Alliances, I think, the one with Anakin and Padme. I didn't. I thought that was all right. And then the third Thorn, uh, whatever that was called, Thorn Treason. That was a good book. I enjoyed that. But again, this is a, this is a prequel book, so uh. this is this is set before Thrawn joins the Empire. So it kind of falls under the same problems that we mentioned about Luminous. That we know that Thorn is going to be fine. He's going to say perhaps a lot. He's going to be fine, and eventually he's going to be picked up by the Empire. So it's going to be more about the Chiss ascendancy, and I'd be lying if I said that was one of my most uh, excitable parts of the fandom. It's something about the Chiss which don't really bother me that much. But I mm. liked the three books have all been well written, but not in. I, I'll still read it. I, I again, I'll, I'll wait until I read the first one to see how uh, the others go because I read the first aftermath book and thought, Ugh. but the second and third one were great. So. Who's to say it's not going to happen here? But no, Shadowfall is what I'm looking forward to because Alphabet Squadron was such a good book. Such a good book with uh, good characters, well-written. It was like a Motley crew. It was kind of like a Rebels vibe to it with a uh, group of pilots thrown together to uh, and they've basically got a defeat. Shadow Squadron, I think they're called, uh, which is like this uh, Imperial holdout squadron, which is like the best of the best. I'm really looking forward to that. Alexander Freed is a great writer, especially when it comes to combat. He did the Rogue One novel, which was insanely good, and Battlefront book as well, which is pretty good as well. But I'm looking forward to Shadow for the most. Queen's Peril. Uh, Queen's Shadow was a good book. It got better towards the end. It's got a really beautiful epilogue as well. But this is also a prequel. It's set before The Phantom Menace. So it's as um, Padme is, uh, as she is voted in as the Queen of Naboo. So it's just set around that time. So it's very young, uh, Pam, maybe for the Phantom Menace. So looking forward to that. Um, also forgot to add on March the 3rd or March the 5th in the UK, the rise of Skywalker expanded edition novel by Ray Carson is, is going to be, uh, dropped. And Ray Carson came out online recently and said, all of the questions we've got from the film pretty much get answered in the novel. She said, if her novel was made into a film, it'd be well over three hours long. So the not the uh, film adaptations have, uh, especially the Rise of Skywalker and the Force, and sorry, the Last Jedi and the Force Awakens, have all had additional information which helped the experience of the feature film. Uh, added some new little pieces in which were brilliant, and I think the Rise of Skywalker one is going to add so much more. And I reckon we're going to find out how Palps returned uh, and all that kind of stuff, and how Lando managed to crowd all that support. So that is. That's the one I'm looking forward to the most, just for the new bit of information we get. But uh, Shadow Falls, the one I look forward to out of the main three. Are you going to pick any of these up? Uh, 
no probably <laughs> not i i'll be honest like i don't no, think any enough. of those appeal to me i oh dare i say they even seem a bit boring like they don't <laughs> seem like i don't know like the queen's one like what I, I mean, I don't get. I, yeah, okay. Yeah, no, I'm. I'm not going to say that. Like, because I know that I am in. I'm not. I'm just not a book person when it comes to like the Star Wars stuff. I. I prefer. Um. Yeah, I prefer other books. Yeah. yeah. Um. I. I much. Yeah. I. I'm not really into um fiction all that much. But there we go, mate. Like, I'm. I'll be. But you've mentioned about the whole Palpatine thing. If they mention Palpatine, like how he survived in a book, dude. If they do that, I will be so annoyed. I will Mate, be I think so going to, frustrated. I think they're going to. Oh, I think they're going to tie would, an awful lot up lose. in the novel. Nah, if they do that, I'll be really disappointed. I'll be strongly disappointed. Like, really. <laughs> I, mean, I, I, can, no, I, I can understand. I mean, that's the sort of thing that JJ and Chris Terrio ha- excuse me, had to put in the film. And I, Chris Terrio has come out and done so many interviews recently, which are starting to become a bit like the Russo brothers of Endgame, where you think, stop talking now, stop talking, please. Um, but mm-hmm. he keeps obviously saying mm-hmm. that, oh, we you know, we've got, they, they, apparently there was a scene where there's dialogue in the original cut of the film, which explained how Palpatine came back, but they decided to drop it from the film because they didn't think it uh, was relevant. I think it will... I think it's fairly relevant to how it, to the film, but so I think I think it will be because it was there was dialogue filmed, uh, it was mm. actually like recorded for that moment. So I imagine that was part of a script which Ray Carson would have seen to adapt into the novel. So I'm eighty percent sure we're going to get it. I think, but um, mm. it should have been in the film. And I I'm interested to see how much of this book I read and sit there and highlight and be like, right, that had to be in a film. That should have been, uh, and also to what extent we get little tidbits which which fit into a book, you know, little bits which don't need to be in a film, but the book will help, you know, flesh out a little bit more. But I do feel with the Rise of Skywalker, there's going to be a, quite a lot in the novel which uh, enhances the film in a way that the film probably could have done itself. Mm. Yeah, I totally am on board with that, and I, yeah. I'm going to be frustrated, but let's see. Let's see. I'm going to, I'm not going to sit here and say let's let's wait and find out. Let's wait and find out. That's fair enough. And I was just going to say, and for the final written parts of it, comic books. We're getting more comic books this year. I know this is slightly more up your alleyway. We've got th- we've really got three main ones. Uh, we've got four actually. We've got Doctor Afra is continuing, or she's being uh, rebooted and continuing. The new Star- Marvel Star Wars line from Charles Saul continues. Uh, chapter one came out on New Year's Day on January the 1st, and the new one comes out in a few weeks. Uh, in February, we got a, uh, we got a new Darth Vader comic series set between episodes <laughs> five and six. Greg Pak is helping this one, and according to him, Greg Pak, I quote verbatim, the series will explore Darth Vader's past in ways that will cause heads to explode. Uh, so, yeah, in the year between five and six, we're going to know... After, this is after, obviously... Uh, Darth Vader said to Luke no I am your father so apparently our heads are going to explode uh, and also we're going to get the Rise of Sky- Kylo Ren miniseries will be completed in yeah. March as well so yeah. you see those matey boos any of those make you want to go down to Bas Vegas and pick something up yeah the Rise of Kylo Ren miniseries hands yeah. down man that, that that looks pretty sweet 
Um, I'll probably cut those, um, especially if it is just like a mini series or something. I think, I think four episodes. Yeah, four, I've yeah. got the Mandalorian in my head. Four issues. Four issues. Yeah, four, four issues <laughs> or chapters. Chapters. Yeah. Um, Darth Vader comic seems lame. I'm going to go out there and say it, right? Maybe I'm wrong, but it just seems lame. We don't need to know more about Darth Vader about that t- timeline, you know? I, I don't know. Maybe it's because it feels like there's been a oversaturation of Vader comics yeah. um, it, from, from the previous phase. And also the continuation of the Marvel Star Wars line. I'm pretty sure I said this a couple of weeks ago or months ago. It just seems like there's... I don't know. I don't know. It just seems like there's not much point. Well, this one's you know, set know, between... But- Five and six as well, I think. So there's only a small timeline for them to play with anyway. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, I mean, maybe the main Marvel line might be pretty spicy, but that Darth Vader <laughs> one just seems a bit stupid, man. Like, in- sure, include Vader in the new Marvel, uh, in the main Star of Wars course, line, yeah. maybe. That might be cool, but his own series, again, oh, no, come on. Where are the original characters, right? We've had Dr. Aphra. Yep. People love Dr. Aphra. They they love, excuse me, they love her. You know, there are people cosplaying as her. There's fan yeah. sites for her, you know, and um, there are even rumors of her having a Disney Plus show. And that is a character from a comic book. Where is that more expanded, risky side of storytelling when it comes to comic books? It doesn't feel like it's there. It doesn't feel like it's there. It's very safe, and, isn't it? And I'm a comic guy. I love I love comic books and I loved the old comic books. Um, not all of them; some of them were real stupid and real crazy. But yeah, I don't yeah. know that there feels it feels like there was a bit more of an adventure feel to them. So, but there there we go, mate. There we go. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to see an Afro animated series or a live action series. I'd be all up for that because, like you've just said, it's original content. It's about time the the franchise went went there. You, uh, we mentioned the MCU. The MCU became successful and they decided to drop Guardians of the Galaxy. The people who were watching the film probably had no idea who Guardians of the Galaxy were. The comic fans would have done. But even then, Marvel will still say that it wasn't one of their top um, biggest selling uh, components. However, Guardians of the Galaxy went on to become massive because mm. they trusted their audience that would they trusted their audience to get on board with the story, the characters, and that they would like it. And I think it's time that the the franchise did that. Trust yes. in the audience to give us an Afro series, like the whole Indiana Jones type thing in space, where you can get a little bit weird at times, like Afro does, and take the story in different directions. But yeah. it's original. We're not just happy because yeah. you can't. It's not like a young Han Solo where you're like, well, he hasn't quite got the mannerisms, even though I think Alden did with Afro. Afro. You start again. It's almost like a clean slate. You've got the comics to base yourself off of, but you can go with it. Darth Vader. I mean, we had that Darth Vader on a horse um, line the other last year, where he was breaking women's hearts and stuff like that. Like the most like misogynistic uh, comic book in a while I've read. And all these like we- they like take it in such weird directions. And of course, you've got Vader Immortal, which looks awesome, but they're really hanging Vader at the giant up every bit of content. When Vader is used sparingly, Vader is brilliant like yeah. you know when he pops in and out like in rebels brilliant though i will say the the charles Sulvader line which came out last year was fantastic the one set just after avenger sith okay fine i actually enjoyed 99 percent of that yeah me, me too me too me too it's just it there don't need to be more 
There exactly. needs to be more. And the Marvel Star Wars, I, I know why they're doing the Marvel Star Wars line, but when I mean, they've only got a year, I think, between five and six, so they can't be doing too many stories because I'm also like to keep things realistic. It, uh, the rate of the last Star Wars Marvel line, it seemed like the guys were literally having a new adventure every day. And it did yeah. go to some really weird place like space vampires and stuff like that. And I know it's a big galaxy, yeah, but that was weird. So, um, of course, I'm going to read them anyway and keep my finger on the pulse. So, same with everything. I'm not going to dismiss anything out of hand. I'm going to read them and I'm going to check them out and obviously hope for the best. The Vader one, I highly doubt my head's going to explode because, like you say, there's only so much you can do with Vader. He's not going to die in the comic run. So where are we going to go with that? Rise of Kylo Ren... Uh, chapter one or issue one oh there I go again issue one was solid looking forward to seeing where they go with two three and four so that's the one I'm looking forward to the most mate yeah I agree with that man and And then to tie uh, yeah and then to tie up the um, the the main segment mate the main segment at the end of this year or the end of the summer, this year's summer, we got Star Wars Celebration Anaheim, which is, of course, going to be from the 27th to the 30th of August at Anaheim Convention Center over in Southern California. Um, yeah, I'm hoping to get out there. I've, I've only booked a ticket for a day because I'm hopefully going to be going out to Cali. Yep. Um, for a holiday and Mrs. is coming with me and uh, shockingly someone who isn't a massive Star Wars fan don't want to spend three days at Anaheim Convention Center oh, I know you think that I know make... I've tried to talk her out no I'm only joking <laughs> These, I'm, I've, I've got tickets for the Friday but we'll see you know I might not even end up going out there mate you know, no, you, ne- you, ne- you never know. You never know. So watch this space. Hopefully we'll get some Kenobi action, maybe a yeah. Kenobi trailer. I'm thinking sneak peeks to Mando season two, maybe. It's going to be Disney Plus focused. And that that's all I'm thinking. I, I'm, I, I, don't, I can't see this being the, um, the biggest of, of celebrations. I think it's going to be mostly focused on TV. Yeah, there's always that anticipation of what they might give us, isn't there? Like, oh, they could. Oh, maybe they'll announce like a new series of films or maybe they'll announce this and the other. You're right. I think it's going to be TV based. I wouldn't be surprised if if we if they've already announced whatever the next films are going to be, because apparently they're coming in 2022. And I know it's only we've only just come into 2020, but 2022 ain't far away. So, again, to like we mentioned, The Rise of Skywalker to write a story, to cast, to get a director, to get the budget sorted out, to film it, uh, to all to do post-production, pre-production, all that good stuff, scout locations. That's not very long for a, a series of this size. So if we get an announcement prior to ce- uh, Celebration about a film, I wouldn't be surprised to get more information at Celebration. If we haven't heard by then, Maybe we'll get some sort of announcement to celebration. But yeah, I think we're going to get our first look at Cassian and Kenobi. We're going to get a Mandalorian uh, trailer. Uh, and to be honest, the can't. It's, we're, we're, we're eight months away. I'm not sure what we're going to get from celebration. However, what I do know is for people who are going to go, you're obviously going to have an absolute ball when you get an absolute blast. So the uh, we had a great time at Comic-Con. Going to celebration in Southern Cali. It would be incredible. So the experience would be worth it alone. Hoping to get some sweet news coming out of it. So uh, celebration Man. of the minute is very much to watch this space. But, you know, I, I think they're going to give us something pretty sweet. Absolutely, man. Can't wait. And sessions in 2020 is going to be spicy as well. Guys, 
we're going to be doing some naughty stuff, okay? We're, we'll get into more details about that another time. But trust us, this podcast is getting litty, lit, litty. This is Patrick Schneider, Senior Brand Manager for Hasbro Star Wars Fan Business. You're listening to Star Wars Sessions, possibly Britain's spiciest Star Wars show. <laughs> Goodbye. Speaking of getting litty, mate, fancy a few uh, few pet bevies over there in that drinking hole? Oh, let's do it. Look at those muscles. Look at that beefcake over there. It's not just nice hair, built like a a big man as well. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) You liar. Liar. He's also a lot taller than I am as well. A couple of Kef beers, please. Oh, yes. Classic. Let's get those bad boys down us. What did you say earlier? Not annihilate. You said... uh, not demolish. You said something, didn't you? Uh, I've probably said a lot he, of rubbish. He's got a cold. He's got a cold. We'll let him off. Uh, we'll let him off. I can't remember, but it will come back don't worry, to me. Don't worry. Don't worry. Don't worry. Don't worry. You got, you got a cold, man. You can get away with it. Now's the time to like make the most of it. You got to tell Mrs. after this show, like, uh, podcast was so hard. <laughs> Going to have to make me dinner for the rest of the week. Make me hot chocky in bed. I, I would like to, but I, I, I fear for the answer. <laughs> it's a problem. So, um, so uh, no, not, fair play, man. Yeah, she's not listening right. to this time. All right. So, yeah, bad so team, mate. Yeah, we got uh, Donny Jeep, KT120, and Eric Eilerson said Shadowfall. Um, Donny also went with the new Afra series, whilst Johnny Oliff, Brock Bellinger, and Aaron Quinton are excited for the rumored Rebels sequel. So, yeah, we got some mixed excitement there. Yes, and this is all based on the fact that we asked you, like the best listeners in the galaxy, what you guys were anticipating in 2020. So, everything we've mentioned, everything to come, what were you guys looking forward to most? So, some good choices there. Uh, we had Log, the Mandalorian, and Johnny O said Project Luminous. Oh, yeah. Uh, whilst uh, <laughs> Comics and Cats 35 saying the Marvel comic series and the Sleeping Giant podcast, shout out. They're pumped for Charles Saul's continued work on the comics. <laughs> Log, the Mandalorian. <laughs> what a ledge. <laughs> that is the Tickled best name. Blilo. Log the Mandahorian. That is genius. Okay. <clears throat> Chewbacca ate my lunch, said <laughs> everything. Remember, Star Wars should be fun. Don't gatekeep your own fun. Yeah. And Procastinietta said a break from it. Dot, dot, dot. Sorry. Now, I get those feels, man. I get those feels. I think this gap between here and Mando season two and the films anyway, I think it's going to be healthy. Yeah, never need to be sorry about wanting to break for something. I said last week, absence makes the heart grow fonder. Uh, agree with you too, Chewy. Don't gape, keep your own fun. Everyone should be open to Star Wars. Uh, in whatever guise. Uh, Pete the Hitman Heart, Rebels Rebels Pod, Stu Backer, Dez KT, Aaron Quinton, and jumping into hyperspace. Well, they all went with Clone Wars Season 7. You've only got a few weeks to wait, guys. Yeah, naughty. Up next, we've got Skywalker Eve, Brock Bellinger, Emily Boner, Ross Taylor 99, Dimsky, You Mother Son, uh, Cryag the Misspelt. <laughs> I like that. That's a good one. Uh, Cryag, like Craig. Um, Renegade Six Killer, uh, Alex Jessup, Connor Andrews, and Anthony Goodman all said 
The Mandalorian Season 2, of course. Yeah. Of course. Big love to all of you. Uh, also, to Sacred Something by Kara and Emily Memesley. They said, Celebration! And Dimsky, uh, legend, he's looking forward to what they're going to announce at Celebration. So like we said, anything's possible, mate, in a minute. Anything is possible. Up next, we've got Cinema Flavor, uh, who said all the Rise of Skywalker toys to drop in price. <laughs> yes, good answer. Um, with Extaban excited for the Rise of Skywalker Knights of Ren toys. And of course... Um, local uh listener someone a bit closer to our hearts we all love him we all know him jabber the hud said hearing those silky bly tones oh <laughs> mate boy you naughty boy slipping that in you filthy boy um and then up next george constantino said ewan getting his robes back on yeah of course man of course georgie boy ewan's gonna look dope Cannot wait. Georgie Boy is a patron of ours, so thank you, mate. Speaking of patrons, Paul Buckle, he said he's looking forward to finding out more details regarding the Galaxy's Galaxy's Edge expansion of Disneyland Paris and whether we're going to get the full Mm. Rise of Resistance experience. Good shout. Uh, Bruce USM, can't wait for Disney Plus to drop in the UK. Uh, Neither can we. And Luke Summerfield, legend, King of Wales, is excited to get Disney Plus for some sweet McClunky action. McClunky. Uh, <laughs> Louise Pilgrim, Kelly Hoston, RL White's Art, Emily Boner, and Johnny Orm uh, at My Star Wars Life Dare all said Baby Yoda or merch. And none other than Rural Farm Boy, our boy Anthony, signs us off with really excited for more new Star Wars stories and more new Star Wars podcast shows in my playlist. You got the right yes. idea, Anthony. You got the right idea. Yes, mate. The man with the biggest podcast playlist in the world. And we're so grateful to be on it, Anthony. Thank you. And thank you, everybody, for uh, sending in your uh, uh, suggestions there. We've had we had an awful lot. For, so for those who didn't get a shout out, thank you so much. Please do keep contributing. And maybe we'll hear your name spoken in those sweet, silky, bly tones. Uh, I mentioned those uh, sweet peas, the Patreons as well. As you know, each week we get uh, questions from our Patreons. And we answered him on the show, and we've got a couple more this week. So uh, who's up first, Mr. B? It's none other than Katie Stubbs. Um, She says, happy 2020 to you all. Guess what? The trend continues to roll into 2020. You know the drill. So since I've got Baby Yoda on the brain, the question this month is, what is your favorite Yoda moment? Mine is actually... The epic lightsaber duel with Dooku in Attack of the Clones. The way Yoda uses the Force to ready up his saber was badass. And it was the first time we got to see him show us exactly why he was one of the best Jedi there was. Yes, Katie, that is a great question. And we get some amazing, amazing Yoda moments. Um, And yeah, that, that... that Dooku duel for me always felt a bit like Star Wars on crack. You know, like <laughs> it felt like what Yoda did all this, but you know, it, it makes sense from a, from a mythological Star Wars point of view. It makes sense that Yoda, at some point, was able to fight like that and do that sort of action. But for me, Katie, it hands down, it has to be. Yoda with Luke in the Empire Strikes Back. That scene where he's talking about the Force, he's teaching Luke about the Force, you know. 
he lifts the X-wing. Luke says, "I don't believe it," and he says, "That's why you failed." Yeah. You know, oh, it's just it's it's delicious. That scene, I mean, even from an effects point of view, looks better than like most blockbusters with effects nowadays. Yeah. <laughs> right? It, it looks better and more convincing than that. They, it really is a masterpiece of a moment. What about you, Matty Boy? Uh, I would have said that moment for pretty much the reasons you said, plus the music when Yoda's theme starts playing. Uh, it's just mm. magical. I love everything John Williams does, especially when it comes to Yoda. So I'm going to go for maybe the moment in The Last Jedi with Luke and yes. Yoda. Just, just a scene. And yes. I know we went through it in a in an episode, but just we got to see playful Yoda again, uh, obviously taken down the tree. His interactions with Luke, he's he's got even wiser in the Force realm in the netherworld. That is just a special scene in any Star Wars film. So if it if it wasn't going to be him lifting the light uh, the uh, X wing out of the swamps plus all of everything that goes with that scene, then it's the scene with Luke in the Last Jedi for me. Yes, great choice, man. I was hoping you were going to say that, man, because if you were going to answer it first with the Empire one, I would have said the Last Jedi one. <laughs> it's all about great that. Time. Yoda's best when he's talking about that mythology. You know, talking about life, talking about the Force. It just it, it just oozes wisdom, and I'm, I'm I'm down for that. But yeah, thank you for that brilliant question, KD, loyal patron legend. Yes, and speaking of which, another one, the Lord himself, Matthew Bell. Happy New Year, guys! Thank you, mate. So, season one of The Mandalorian is over. I, I realised that on this Friday when I had no episode, I was quite sad. Um, so, as well as a brilliant central narrative, it was littered with references back to elsewhere in the Star Wars universe. What were your favourites? For me, Matthew says, mm. I love the scout troopers with their poor attempt at target practice in the final episode, as well as the Mando's rifle being a callback to the holiday special. However, to mm. be fair, I could list dozens of others. Um, so could I, but I'm going to keep it to a few. <laughs> uh, I, when I got this question, I was like, right, where do I start? I suppose you could just chuck in the whole of episode five on Tatooine, even though it wasn't my favourite <laughs> episode. The callbacks are sweet, <laughs> though it was... I'll pull one out. It was wicked to see the pit droids again from the Phantom Menace. I loved that. A really nice little callback. Um, the Camp Tono, where the client keeps the Beskar, like the ice cream machine. That was a oh, callback, obviously, yes. to Empire. The Super Battle droids was wicked to see. And in episode four, uh, when you see the Lothcat, I mean, I'd never seen it in Star Wars right. Rebels, and then the Lothcat is in live action now. So uh, they were my... Again, without going out on a tangent for for an hour, they were four of my favourite ones. What about you, mate? Yeah, I think that is... I mean, you've named ones that I would have said too. You know, they're, they're just spot on spicy. Um, I really enjoyed seeing the Darksaber for the first time. Of I course. thought that was amazing. And again, to see it in live action, but look good. Yeah. I thought it was really cool. I thought it, I thought it was really good. Um, seeing the difference between um, the... Um, stormtroopers that are looked after, right? They've got all shiny armor and the muddy stormtroopers. Like, I'm yeah. a sucker. Like, you know, again, with third time um, tonight, we've mentioned Solo. <laughs> I loved seeing the muddy stormtroopers um, in in Solo, the Minban ones, you yes. know? Um, and that feels very real. So I loved seeing, like, the, the Empire deteriorate 
physically with with the stormtrooper armor i think that's really cool um i loved seeing the old speeder bikes in chapter five yeah. in the nostalgia episode um <laughs> i loved that i loved seeing the pit droids again in that in that one from the phantom menace uh, in chapter five yep. amazing i dug that um and i don't know if this counts or not yeah i i'm gonna say it does because you know, I, I'm, man's a co-host. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say, um, when we see the New Republic references in person, yeah, no, it is. In yeah, chapter right. six, uh, yes, um, we see the actual New Republic logo on someone's um, jacket. We, you know, I think that's really cool. The New Republic droid, so. Yeah, I'm going to say that. I think that's wicked to see that world building. And lastly, I'm going to say seeing all the familiar Star Wars aliens. Good I think show. that's really special. Really special. And that's good to see. And that's something that the sequel trilogy didn't quite do as well as the other, the other trilogies. Well, the prequel trilogy. No, good shout there, mate. Uh, the aliens I hadn't thought about, and obviously the, the, the Twi'lek healing baths as well. <laughs> uh, there's so much good Not stuff in about, though. I'm pretty sure Star Wars Explained has done a 20-minute video of all of the Easter eggs, and shout-out to him for doing those, because they're really entertaining. But, um, yeah, thank you guys for those. We're going to have a couple more Patreon questions next week, uh, the week after, and the week after as well. So keep them coming, and thank you for those two awesome, awesome questions, guys. Uh, as for the Patreon, uh, obviously we've we put out a post asking what you guys would like to see. We have taken it on board. We've got some ideas. We've taken a few of your ideas. We're going to run with them. So keep your ears on the eyes on the page, should I say, for those. Obviously, we're still going to be running the pubcasts and the Journal of Luke Blywalker and Jibber Jabber of Jabber the Hud. They're going to still be our regular monthly shows. Plus, obviously, any more we want to sp- uh, throw in as well. But we have taken into account what you'd like to see and listen to. So uh, keep your ears to the ground for that one, guys. But Luke, uh, anything you want to add to the Patreon? Mate, it's just non-stop spice. So get on it. 2020 it's going to be large patrons are going to get naughty little surprises so um yeah stay tuned stay tuned speaking of spicy naughty it's only curtis smith take us away mate thrawn the game is afoot sherlock with blue skin and red eyes no rebel plot you can't surmise motivations unclear but your palpatine's dear We'll soon see where your loyalty lies. Find me on Twitter at Star Wars Poet, on Instagram and Facebook at Star Wars Poetry. Always Star Wars, always poetry, always original work, posting daily. A poem about Grand Admiral Thrawn, who ties in because we've got a book coming out about that Guy, so yeah, Curtis, Curtis Smith, the only man in the world who knows where Wally is hiding. <laughs> that was beautifully done. That was yeah. like you were about to spit some bars, Matt. Yeah, because we've got a book coming. Oh, well, that guy, Thrawn. I was thinking in my head, did we actually talk about that? But then, yes, we did. So, uh, yeah, yeah we did. Curtis, thank you again, once again, uh, you legend. Always, Curtis, always a naughty little spicy legend. <laughs> Hey, this is Vanessa Marshall, the voice of Harrison Dula from Star Wars Rebels, and you're listening to Star Wars Sessions, probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. All right, your game, mate, your move.
Your move. <laughs> right, yeah. So as Matt has just said, um, it's my turn this week to host the game. Matty boy, are you ready to dive into the Star Wars universe? Ready as I'll ever be. Okay, mate. It's a it's a spicy one. It's a naughty one. Of course. We're role playing again. Yeah. We are role playing again. Matty boy, you are a scavenger in the Star Wars universe. Right. You're walking down a dark and creepy street in Coruscant. You look left, you look right. On the right, there is a bar. On the left, there is a pub. <laughs> Which one are you going in? <laughs> right. I've got my eyes closed and I've literally visualized everything you've just said. I'm going into... I'm English, so I'm going to go to the pub. Oh, naughty boy. Yes, good choice. So you bowl it into the pub and there's loads of people there. There's a Trandoshan giving you some filthy looks. You might have to punch him in the face. He's going to come up to you. He has a drink in your hand. What are you going to do? Yeah, I'm putting a hat on and covering my head, mate. Oh, he knows. <laughs> yeah. he, sees you do, he sees you doing that. And he rolls with it and he's like, oh, okay, he knows the old trick. Sweet. He knows the old trick. You manage to just about avoid getting a drink over your head. Yes. And you 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 progress, mate. You progress. Awesome. And um, you go to the bar and you order the dr- a, a drink. Right. And there's a there's a waiter there looking at you, and you say, "Hello there. Can I have a a kef beer, please?" How much money you got? Uh, let me check. I've got I've got five uh, Republic credits. It's be it's slow slow down the scavenging, but five credits should be enough for a couple of kef beers. It's not enough, mate. Not enough. You're gonna have to go to the bar at the other side of the road to serve your kind. How about we do a deal? What kind of deal? I give you five credits, and you give me a couple of kef beers. <laughs> he holds up a gun to your head. Yeah, he holds up a gun to your head. And he's about to shoot. And what do you do? <laughs> well, firstly, once I once I've pulled myself off the floor, I'm going to look at him straight in the eye and say, yep. "Right, in, in my in my in my prolongings here, I've got yep. some salvaged imperial goods. Some say they belong to Palpatine himself. You give, oh, you, give you give me that kef beer, a couple of kef beers for five imperial credits, Republic credits. He slaps. He slaps yep. your face." And say, don't insult me. And he goes to shoot you. And then that Trandoshan who gives you a funny look runs over and bang, puts a glass over his head. Drink over barman's head. Ironic. 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 Um, and that you're like, oh, that's a weird turn of events. So anyway, you get up, you run away, and you go to the bar. And in the bar, it's really dark and dingy, and no one's there. Hmm. And there's a light, an unusual light from the corner of the room that you go toward. And um, what are you going to do? You, you're going to open the door to this, this, this cupboard that has weird light coming from it? I'm a scavenger, so there could be anything in there, so I'm going in. Okay, you go in. And there's a Sith holocron. A Sith holocron? <laughs> a Sith holocron. The first thing I'm doing is you, trying to uh, half-inch that. You hold it, and it's really hot. So you've got to put it in your bag. And your bag is um, heat-proof. Yep, good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Holocron-proof. <And, laughs> put a rustlers in there. That'll be cooked in no time. Please put a go on offer for one pound at the minute. That's it, that's it. And um, you go back into the bar, and there's a hooded figure. Right. 
And he says, I need to take you somewhere. And he takes you somewhere and you ended it up going up to a top of a, a Coruscant apartment skyscraper. Nice. And uh, you're at the top there and this hooded figure takes you into a room and there's a man, a dark figure, standing, looking out of a window. What do you do? Oh, I didn't He's got a hood. He's got a hood up. What do you uh, do? Oh, well, for, well, firstly, I'd, I'd introduce myself politely uh, and I'd ask mm-hmm. if he could politely move, remove his hood just for the interest of uh, keeping it fair. You can see my face. I, I want to see your face. Who talks first? You talk first. I talk first. So you're going to walk up to him? I am. I'm going to walk up to him. Same, same as the guy in the pub. I've got stuff in right. my satchel which may interest this guy, so... <laughs> <laughs> oh, and right. <laughs> you're going to go up to him. He turns around, and okay. it's not who you expect. Oh, it's none it? other than JJ Abrams with the JJ cut of <laughs> the Rise of Skywalker. Boom. Do it over here, mate. And the rest, the rest is a story for another time. Oh, we've got to wait two weeks <laughs> for the continuation. <laughs> Of course, mate. Of course. You know me. Oh, you know mate. me. And this crazy Star Wars world. Mate, if it was JJ there with the, with the JJ cut, then yeah, I'd put a drink over his head and I'd take it. <laughs> <laughs> you lad. Do you want a drink over your head? Bang. Bosh. See you later, JJ. I would, yeah, I would, because I want to see Hayden Christensen in the flesh, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A good a good conversation for another time. For another time. time. <laughs> what was my scavenger name? Um, it was Hudsai Matman. Hudsai Matman. And what would your scavenger name be? Oh, uh, it's Blyside L- Lumen. <laughs> Blyside. We're part of the clan, you see. <laughs> we're, part, we're part of the clan from a planet of uh, Donbaz. Essex, go at it. <laughs> Donbaz. Any artists out there? <laughs> You've got our names now, our scavenger names. Make us into scavengers from that planet, please. <laughs> do it. Do it. Make it canon. Yeah, make, make it, canon. it canon. We would love to see some uh, Sessions scavenger art, please. Um, yes, I, please. I, I always enjoy a good a Star Wars roleplay of you because I know that you are a, a connoisseur of the roleplay. Oh, mate. Love it, mate. Love a bit of roleplaying Sessions. Nice one. Well, thank you very much for that, mate. I'm glad this time I didn't get oh, killed and I didn't get wet. It. That's it, that's it, that's it. You avoided it. And that Trandoshan, you know, maybe he was an ally. I'm going to find out in a few weeks, Tom. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That is it. That is the truth. If he wasn't, he's going down. Mate, down. Down. I'm taking him out, mate. Well, annoyingly, sadly, frustratingly, episode 46 is done. That is that for this episode of Star Wars Sessions. But you know what? The fun doesn't end there. No one's ever really gone. So where can the world find you and I online, Master Blywalker? They can find us on Twitter at Star Wars Session with no S at the end. That's at Star Wars Session on Twitter. They can slide into our galactic DMs on Instagram at Star Wars Sessions with an S on the end. That's at Star Wars Sessions on Instagram. Or feel free to drop us a cheeky little voice note or message to our email address, which is S. WS at whatiwatchtonight.co.uk. That's SWS at whatiwatchtonight.co.uk. And if you want to support the show further, please consider checking out our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Star Wars Sessions. 
Yes, please. We're on Anchor FM, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Everywhere in the galaxy you can find a podcast, you will find us there. And if you love the show, please consider leaving us a good review on your podcast provider of choice. And head over to podchaser.com. It's the IMDB of podcasts. Uh, it's awesome. We're on there. So drop us a review on there if you would be so kind. It helps us more than you know. And again, we really love hearing from you guys in every capacity each week. So thank you very much. And please tell all your Star Wars friends, friends about us. Tell your mum, tell your dad, tell your mates, tell your cats, tell your Ewok, tell the bloke who works at Burger King who gets slightly frustrated when the app don't load on your deals. Sounds like me. The more, the merrier. The more, the merrier. The spicier. Burger King. Give us burgers. (laughs) Sort your app Give us that whop. Give us that whopper. Give, give us that Whopper double chicken royale meal again. Uh, so yeah, Burger King, other restaurants are available. This is the podcast you're looking for. So until next time, from me, see ya. And from Luke. May the force be with you, always. Beep. They are Essex-based podcast heroes... Baby, do the magic hand thing. Tell that to Country Club.